done when the playoffs are starting to lock in on an opponent finally. And, uh, you know, I like the fact that the Patriots have some long-term history with the Chargers. You know, it feels like lately in the divisional rounds, we kind of had those, like, new up-and-coming teams like the like the Texans and, you know, the Titans last year. Didn't quite have the same kind of historical significance. So uh, it's an exciting week, and it'll be uh, fun to see how it goes this weekend. Certainly is exciting. I know you have a post-up right now about kind of the – uh, history of the matchup between the Pats and the Chargers. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Well, I mean, I, I think overall, I, I, like I said, I mean, I, I, one of my favorite game experiences was going to the 2006 AFC Divisional game, and, uh, you know, one of the only Patriots road wins in the playoffs. Uh, it was an awesome game against the Chargers. But, uh, you know, then you see the AFC Championship uh, game in 2007, which uh, I think Lawrence Maroney, kind of a forgotten man in that one, he, uh, he really helped seal it in the second half there. They, you know, Brady a little dinged up. Uh, but, you know, even going back to last year and seeing, you know, kind of how they matched up with Philip Rivers, uh, this was kind of the matchup that I wanted. I know everyone's saying, oh, this, I've heard a lot of, oh, this is the worst case scenario for the Patriots. But I think they've been playing traditional quarterback, pocket quarterback teams like this in the playoffs, playoffs for decades now. And uh, I think they know how to, they're equipped to, to handle this game, I think. Certainly. And then, um, you know, I know we, we've had kind of a roller coaster season with the Patriots, right? I mean, there were times where they looked like, they were the Patriots that we're always used to. There are other times where they were certainly struggling, and, and Gronk looked old, and Brady looked old, and we were really concerned. Where are you on the level of optimism versus uh, concern at this moment in time? <laughs> well, this game is at home, and I think at home this has yeah. looked like an excellent Patriots team. And, uh, you know, despite, uh, you know, Gronk being banged up, um, you know, and, and kind of being more of a role player now than he was necessarily, uh, you know, the centerpiece that he's been for most of his career, um, you know, at home, I, I feel pretty good about about how they're doing. I mean, you know, next week we'll, after that, if they're able to win, would be the question if they have to go on the road. But uh, you know, that's it's pretty easy dichotomy for this team. On the road, they look pretty bad, and at home, they look really good. So uh, I really think, though, it just boils down strangely to the running game on on both teams. And uh, I think the fact that the Patriots have Rex Burkhead back and James White healthy and, and Sony Michelle healthy, I think that's a huge plus for them. Like you know. Talking about going on the road, um, you know, I understand having been a coach, you know, the difference between playing at home and playing on the road. But at the professional level where they travel so much, um, I'm kind of surprised that that's been that way this year, that they, they've been almost inept on the road. Sure. Uh, I mean, I think, you know, it, it kind of speaks to questions about mental toughness. And, you know, that's always where teams prove uh, how good they are and, and you know, we've seen a couple of years. I mean, the Patriots won almost two full seasons without losing on the road, and, and those teams, uh, you know, made it to the Super Bowl, won it, you know, winning it in 2016. So, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't disagree. Like, I think that there are still definitely questions about the true heart of this Patriots team in terms of, you know, can they win those tough games in hostile environments? Is there something lurking under the surface a little bit? Um, but, you know, they were undefeated at home. There's, there's no reason to think that, you know, they're not going to be locked in. Everybody should be healthy. I mean, there's really no excuse for them to come out and look like, you know, kind of play flat like they did in 2010 uh, against the Jets or even even 2014 against the Ravens. Yeah, you know, one of the historical pieces for those of us who have been watching them a long time is you could always pick out the the guys that were the leaders, whether they were the best players or not, it's beside the point. I, I've had a little more trouble, as you've said, with this team figuring out who those people are. Who are the leaders? Yeah, well, I mean, I think, you know, it's, I think – Stephon Gilmore is like the quietest shutdown corner in the league <laughs> for years. We've been we've been harping about how you know we want you know well why don't we get a Darrell Revis? I mean we got Darrell Revis for a year, but 
you know, those years of searching for that shutdown corner. And now that we have one, I feel like he kind of gets lost in the shuffle a little bit um, because he is kind of a quiet leader. Uh, but I think, you know, you have those pieces, Devin McCourty, uh, Patrick Chung, Dante Hightower, who have been here forever. I mean, uh, it is surprising to see their inconsistencies on the road with that, you know, those kind of veterans. Um, but I also think that, you know, things are shifting a little bit uh, on the defensive side of the ball, and, and those guys are, you know, going to start to phase out in the next couple seasons. And what is the next uh, the next up-and-coming, you know, leader of that of that defensive group? And, you know, hopefully, I have my fingers crossed that it's Trey Flowers on a uh, long-term extension, maybe. <laughs> That'd be nice. What were your impressions of the wild card games? I was left very underwhelmed by every single team. I don't know what you thought. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the defenses looked. You know, I was. I really had a close eye, obviously, on the Chargers and Ravens game. Yeah. Um, and I and I thought those. You know, both defenses played played really well. I think you know either one of those defenses looked like they they will give the Patriots some problems. Uh, this morning, going back, kind of looking at at last year's game against the Chargers, and I think it'll be a big factor this weekend. Is uh, you know, Rex Burkhead had, you know, one of the best games of his career catching the ball. Uh, it was a lot of him and White catching the underneath stuff and that just ate up the Chargers defense. So uh, as much as I think this Patriots offense is very much dependent on on the running game, you know, that, that correlate, correlates as well with the home road thing is, you know, just when they get their ground game going, when they have an effective ground game and, and with, you know, Sony Michelle, uh, they're just they're, they're so hard to stop. They're so balanced. So I think having those guys healthy and, you know, I, I would expect a heavy dose of Rex Burkhead, James White. I think those are the guys who, who are going to kind of have to key things uh, because I do think the Chargers are, are pretty stout up front. And if they, you know, try to run their head into a wall with Michelle too much, uh, they'll probably stall out. And then, um, you know, looking, we talked about this Chargers matchup. What's the biggest concern about the Chargers? What concerns you the most about what they bring to the table that could be a problem for the Patriots in general, offense or defense? I mean, I think it's just Melvin Gordon. I mean, I, yeah. I think he pretty much sums it all up. I mean, you know, you you, you figure you can put Gilmore on Keenan Allen uh, in the key moments. Uh, if not, you know, have him travel. I, I don't know how much, you know, they kind of tend to balance that out a little bit. Um, but, you know, I, I think Melvin Gordon's the guy. And, you know, same thing with, you know, the running game on the offensive side. On the defensive side, you know, when, when we've seen them play poorly on the road, Malcolm Brown, Lawrence Guy, you know, not playing their best. Last year against the Chargers, they played a lot of Adam Butler, really more of a pass rusher in there, um, which conceded some. I mean, last year Melvin Gordon had that 87-yard touchdown run, but didn't do much else other than that. So I think if Melvin Gordon gets going, especially, you know, in the passing game as well underneath, that that's going to be the big issue. But we know he's battling injuries. We saw him get dinged up again his other knee. Um, you know, they really haven't been – he hasn't been that effective – uh, since that chunk in the middle of the season when the Chargers were, you know, putting up a lot of yardage, a lot of points. I mean, that's when they were peaking. And, and I just, you know, Rivers hasn't been great. They've been turning the ball over a lot. So we know what it takes to beat the Patriots in the divisional round. you got to come in and play a perfect game, no turnovers. Um, with all the travel, I know it's a little bit of a factor for the, the Chargers as well. I, 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 I think the Patriots match up really well and take away what they do best. And, and I just didn't want to have to worry about seeing a mobile quarterback running around. I know they both looked terrible last weekend, Houston and Baltimore. <laughs> but, you know, had they looked great and, you know, been running around, I mean, that, that would have really given me a lot more stress than, you know, dealing with Phillip Rivers, which is kind of the, what we're used to seeing. Well, speaking of Phillip Rivers, what's your opinion of that guy? Because I can't figure that guy out. He seems like a complete jerk on the field, but he's supposedly really nice. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, I mean, God, he's a saint. I mean, his wife's a saint. They got, what, they have 27 kids. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, something I, like I, that. I, I saw plenty of them. You know, I lived out on the West Coast for a while, and, and so I saw plenty of uh, games with him, and, you know, he got a lot of coverage out there. And, uh, you know, he is he is a fantastic guy in the community and off the field. I mean, I know he's 
you know, takes like this like luxury van up, you know, can commute every day because they practice up in Carson, which is, you know, a significant commute from town in San Diego that he makes every day. But, uh, you know, he's a competitive guy. I know it can be kind of goofy and over the top at times, but, uh, you know, as a rival to Tom Brady and, and, you know, the only time we've ever, he's ever actually beat the Patriots was when Matt Castle was playing, which is the game I was also there for. Uh, so I can't hate him that much. You know, we, we pretty much owned him. And, uh, you know, hopefully this isn't like, you know, his last hurrah and he puts Brady out, you know, on the last, you know, one of the last seasons of his career. One of the things that concerns me about the Chargers is that they're undefeated this year when getting on a plane. They don't. They, they their only road loss was at the Rams, and that's they don't get on a plane for that game. So, like, I mean, what are your thoughts on how good they've been on the road this year? Do you think it's kind of a fluke, or do you think the fact they don't have any home field advantage doesn't really make a difference for them? <laughs> no, I mean, I think, you know, by the same token, we judge the Patriots as, you know, not being that great on the road and kind of questioning if they have that, you know, that, that toughness. Uh, I, you know, I would say that it speaks to the Chargers' toughness. I think they are a, a tough, resilient team. I mean, I think in recent seasons they've kind of been – hampered by a lot of injuries, and, and you know, now they, they've finally gotten most of their offensive line, and, and Keenan Allen especially, and, you know, I mean, now we see Bob Gordon's kind of limping around out there, but, uh, you know, they have a, a talented defense, Joey Bosa, and, you know, all that, so I, I think it's only a matter of time before it kind of catches up with you, and, you know, having just gone out to Los Angeles last week, I mean, it, the travel is a factor, just as a person, I mean, it's just, you know, and even if it's just a tiny one, I do think it's a factor, and having to make that, you know, in a week, and then, you know, come back in, play this kind of game, potentially with a little bit of weather, uh, you know, I, I, I like how the Patriots match up, I really like their team. Who's someone on the Patriots you're looking to really step up and have a big game based on the kind of matchups and everything? No, oh, Rex Burkhead. I mean, you know, oh. he's such a tease. I mean, every time <laughs> he has, you know, a big game, and I'll, and Rex Burkhead, he's out of practice today. Like, what happened? Um, you know, he's he's just been such a tease. So I, I you know, we, and we've definitely seen him come through in big spots. And like I said, he had a big game last year against the Chargers, and I think um, that's kind of how the Patriots are going to really move their offense and keep it going. Is you know, relying on those underneath guys. If they're having to throw it on third and eleven to Philip Dorsett or Chris Hogan. Uh, I think that's when the Patriots are in trouble, um, you know. But I think Rex Burkhead, if he has a big game, James White has a big game. Uh, it speaks well to the Patriots' chances. All right. So PatsPropaganda.com, what is planned this week? Kind of, you already have a post up from yesterday, but what else are you planning uh, leading up to the game here? Uh, yeah, just you know, like I said, I hopped into um, I hopped into last year's game film a little bit. So, and, and I want to really kind of jump into the Chargers' season overall a little bit more uh, this morning and, and try to take a look at that, and then. Looking forward to kind of drawing up the game plan uh, on Friday, which is one of my favorite things to write. Uh, but I sure. think it's already kind of obvious uh, what they're going to have to do in terms of, you know, relying on the guys I pointed out. And, and you know, just, just generally playing the same solid football that they played at home all year. If they play that way, they don't turn the ball over, uh, I think they'll be fine. All right, Mike Dusso, Pat's Propaganda. Check it out, patspropaganda.com. Check out, follow him on Twitter, at Pat's Propaganda. Over 13,000 followers. Very impressive, Mike. Thank you so much for joining us on the B-List today. Oh, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. I will talk to you next week and recap this one.